Welcome to Hair of the Werewolf. Grab a drink and come take a seat with us. I'm Chase, and I'm here with my co-host, Lily. Hey! We are a supernatural horror podcast that aims to explore the world of fear with the help of a little Dutch courage and a healthy dose of humor. (laughs) So cheers to all of you who are joining us tonight, because we have some great stories in store for you. But first things first, in the spirit of the cold weather, looks like tonight we're drinking some... Some hearty stouts. Yes, I've been really craving this for a while, so I'm pretty excited. And before we get going to our stories, we want to give a little bit of an update to you guys. We're pretty excited about this. We're crafting a new little element to our show. We think it might be like first show of the month or whatnot, but we're going to try to incorporate a drinking game where we kind of quiz or punish each other with with (laughs) drinking and you guys of course would be able to take a side and drink along we don't know the exact rules yet we've we've got some ideas we're hammering out but you should look forward to that because it's going to be a lot of fun yeah i feel like it's definitely mostly for our benefit because we find drinking games absolutely entertaining even in our 30s we are definitely obsessed with just drinking games and they're just fun and stupid sometimes we make them up on the fly when we're watching movies when we're doing things i mean i'm not saying we need an excuse to drink but if we're already doing it we might as well make it into a game yeah it's it's perfect (laughs) and that's what we're gonna do here all right so since we're about to get started cheers cheers all right what do you have for me tonight lily Mm. okay tonight i have a story you're gonna know very well Oh, yeah? In fact, it's a lot of mini stories. All right. And let me tell you why. Okay. Because I will be telling the story of our personal tour in Liverpool, England. Yes. (laughs) This is awesome. I know you've been waiting for me to do that for a really long time now. So I have done it. All right. So so people... uh, People who don't know us personally don't know this. So me and Lily, we lived in Europe for a little while. And... For a time, we were living in England, Manchester mostly, and we took a long weekend to go over to Liverpool just because we wanted to see other stuff. But actually, the main reason we went to Liverpool (laughs) was to see a soccer match. And uh, Lily's team was playing. Uh, West Ham was playing there. They were playing Everton, which Everton's stadium is actually in Liverpool. And to not get into all the complications about how hard it is to buy soccer or football match tickets in England, it you have to be like, for most of them, you have to be members, blah, 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 all this stuff. We were able to find the easiest way to see her team was to go and buy tickets as if we were Everton fans. <laughs> I had to pretend to be the enemy for a day. Yeah, but it was it was good fun, but we we, we did some scary stuff while we were there. So <laughs> yeah, I was uh, like, that's, well, that's what we're going to talk about. New city, new ghosts. Yeah. Okay, well, we started the... I wouldn't say this was not on the same day. I know you recall this. But the first place we actually went to, it was called the Slaughterhouse Pub. Mm-hmm. Where they didn't serve us food. They did not serve us food. <laughs> they didn't have any food. Yeah, I was like, it's not because they hated us. Like, they, they just had stopped serving food at that at that time. We, we had up. just missed it for, like, minutes. I think that's why we were slightly I, like, oh. Because we had been looking for a place to go. And I think we were trying to kill two birds with one stone and say, well, hey, maybe there's, like, a haunted <laughs> restaurant i don't know we had just seen the beatles statue that's down near the Uh, the riverside the merseyside river yeah um and we were in there and i think i think we pulled out our phone and we're like let's find something scary let's find something scary and also get food let's do it so we ended up at the slaughterhouse pub we did not get any food but don't worry we drank (laughs) and so yeah that is one of the actually few places we knew for sure was haunted before we went 
Uh, because usually we end up finding out afterwards. We're like, oh, we went to that. We've been there and it's haunted. What? Which makes and me, it's just like kind of sad, but I don't it, know. It makes me think that maybe way too many places are haunted. Just, just a thought. <laughs> I think we just, we were just walking on the most haunted place ever, probably. Anyway, uh, the building, the Slaughterhouse Pub, it dates back to the 17th century. I'm not going to lie. It was a little hard to find out a specific date of when the building was resurrected. They might not even know. <laughs> but there's a really good chance that not even, yeah, people were not sure of themselves. So 17th century, very general, but here we go. But what we do know is that it was there during medieval times. What we also know for sure is that the pub was established, like turned into a pub, whatever it was before, in the 1800s. And uh, from what I can also gather, the slaughterhouse itself was never an actual slaughterhouse, but it was just located next to one. Okay. Yeah. There is a pretty good legend that's attached to the slaughterhouse and kind of sets the tone of not just why it's haunted, but this one in particular. It's just like the the popular one. In its early years, the pub served as a popular pit stop for travelers. So seeing unfamiliar faces was not uncommon. The owner at the time was once a butcher in the neighboring building, but now served his skills as a butcher and cook at the pub. He was famous for his meat pies, and the travelers that were lucky enough to try it, damn, made sure to spread the word. So a lot of people knew about it. Meat pies are the best. I'm a savory pie guy all the way. Yeah. Well, I like both pies, I guess. (laughs) I don't judge. On one particular night, when the pub had since closed... The owner was finishing up and either doing some work or whatever, cleaning probably, when he heard three knocks at the door. He ignored it and went about his night, but again, there were three knocks at the door. Thinking that this person on the other side would get the hint, he heard it again. Three knocks at the door. Frustrated, the large and burly man decided to yell at the visitor in his most intimidating voice (laughs) to go away and to come back tomorrow when they're open. But the only response he received was three more knocks. Persistent. Yeah. Annoying, I think. Realizing that this person was not going away, the owner opened the door to confront them. But as soon as he did, the small man on the other side asked if the owner could make him one of his famous meat pies, and he held out a bag of gold. As the owner contemplated, the man interjected with another demand. If he accepted his request, then the owner must specifically use the meat that the man brought with him. Despite the strange request and the pub being closed, the owner accepted. I mean, with the amount of gold that was being offered, it was, I guess, too good to pass. Immediately, the owner began preparing the meat, and the mysterious man sat patiently at the table with a pint of beer. During the butchering process, the owner was impressed by the tenderness of the meat, but couldn't really pinpoint what animal it came from. He noted that there were a few blonde strands still attached, but it wasn't enough to identify the animal. Finally, the Uh. owner (laughs) finished and served the man his pie, and true to his word, the man generously paid him for his accommodation. The owner watched as the man ate his pie and listened to his comments of how it was the most delicious thing he had ever eaten. Normally, these were the type of comments that he was used to to, and gave him a lot of pride, but instead, in this instance, he noted that it made him very uneasy and almost, mm. like, disgusted the way he reacted to the pie. I'm totally imagining uh, that, I can't remember, the king in Lord of the, the Return of the King, he's, like, <laughs> sitting there chewing on his, like, popping tomato things. It was just disgusting. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just imagining that. I'm 
now imagining that myself. <laughs> so, yeah. So by the time the man finished his meal, uh, the owner had already noted, okay, it's been like really late through the night and the sun was starting to peek over the horizon. And that's when the man left without a word. Two days later, the owner had almost forgotten about this strange encounter with the man until he read a local paper that a female body was found washed up on the Mersey River. Like, were like hamburger-sized chunks missing from her body? Well, the body was of a young blonde who had gone missing two days earlier. Hmm. The state of her body was the most disturbing fact because there were chunks missing from her as if Uh. it was butchered. They took out her nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, pretty gross. So based on the description of where the body parts or like part of her body was missing, since he used to be a butcher, he kind of recognized what that part would <laughs> be like, the like the chunks. <laughs> He's like, those are some good meat parts. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's what <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The owner's body, as he read on, grew cold, and he pieced together his encounter with the man and the murder story, of course. So everything that made him really uneasy and things that he couldn't quite find an answer to and to why obviously gave him the answers in the news two days later. He definitely realized at that moment that he cooked a human meat pie. Uh, Did he taste it, though? Most cooks taste their food while they're, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because what was making him the most sick is that recalling during his cooking, Mm. he sliced a generous piece off the meat and ate it to taste it and making sure it was cooked correctly. The guilt and disgust were too much for him to bear. And with the same knife he used to butcher the poor woman's body, he slit his own throat in the kitchen. Aw, poor guy. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, he didn't know he well, was he doing anything wrong. Well, he didn't know he was doing anything he wrong. He didn't intentionally, you know, become a cannibal. <laughs> Just accidents. Yeah, I I mean, I don't know, but he definitely did not handle it well and I don't think I handled it well either. I don't know if I could it. just up and cut my throat like that. But I think I would just sink into a deep depression, the kind that, like, they make movies about. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so here are some of the hauntings of the slaughterhouse. Since the owner's death, staff have claimed to hear a mournful cry from all over the pub. But in particular, the kitchen. Hmm. People would see shadowy figures and even making out, like, facial features and noticing that their eyes would be fixed on them. Not cool. So I'm beginning to think maybe it was a good idea we didn't get served food at the slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and with my luck, because how much I love, like, we were eating a lot of, like, steak and ale pies out there. I would yeah. ask for a meat pie. Like, that's what I would ask. I'm sure for. they had. I mean, I didn't look at the menu, really, because I couldn't. But, yeah, maybe, maybe. Another thing that has been reported there is feeling that your hair is being touched or moved. That's a common one. It is. I don't know why. I usually call it air conditioning, but you know. Mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's also common to just feel in general threatened mm. to the point where people actually leave. Like they'll say, 
let's just go now. I feel really scared or just disturbed. Well, how did well how did you feel there? Because when we walked into the main room of the pub, it's a pretty just giant open pub area. Like it's mm-hmm. of all the pubs we've been to, it was like the most open. Actually kind of felt closer to like an American sports bar. It really did. It all, really did. There were a lot of TVs and everyone was watching. There were like three matches on. Mm-hmm. Uh, different leagues were going on at the moment. It was pretty well lit. I actually didn't I didn't feel threatened or or anything was going on. It was too me. loud and like bustling, I think, uh-huh. for me to really have yeah. any other emotion. Like Well, when, but when we walked up to ask for food, the barmaid when she said uh she said we we're not serving food right now. She came off pretty rude, so I felt unwelcome. But that's a person thing. That's not haunted issue. I yeah, I don't think she's responsible for the uneasiness. I will admit I did pee there. And when you have to go through this weird side room to get to the bathroom, and I remember thinking that side room was really freaking creepy. Ooh. Cuz it was dark and dingy and gray. And it just felt weird. And there was another mysterious door there. That <laughs> I did, and it didn't go to the kitchen. It like went somewhere else. Yeah. And I went to pee and then I came out I was like and, and I remember we didn't know why it was haunted at the time. We just knew it was haunted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, this is the first time hearing of why it was actually haunted. But I remember thinking to myself, I bet something happened in this room. No, nah, it couldn't have been. That was where the bathroom was. Well, you don't know what places have shifted oh, or renovations, right. something mean, like that. They didn't have indoor bathrooms in the, what did you say, 17th century? Um, That is, no, 1800s, I think, is when it turned into a pub. So the 19th century? Yeah. Indeed. I still don't think they had... I think people just peed inside. I don't, you know, I really don't know the history of bathrooms. <laughs> How are you so ignorant? <laughs> yeah. Indoor plumbing? Yeah. All right. All I, right. I'm not sure myself, but okay. Yeah, I feel kind of dumb that I don't know that. But anyway, keep keep going with the hunt. You just shat in the streets, Chase. God. <laughs> you don't know. Um. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So also people have heard whistling and laughter. All around the areas of the building, even parts that are closed off to the public. So staff has certainly experienced. I think they're probably the ones who experience it the most, obviously, I think, because they're there all day. Sure. And those are just some of the accounts. (laughs) (laughs) So the pub's history also includes a story of a child being murdered in the basement, which many believe is the shadowy figures people see down there. Oh, wow. Yeah, kind of creepy. Poor kid. Yeah, he's just running around in the dark, I guess. A medium from the Man, show... He, what? So so you're telling me the kid not only has to deal with the absolute horror of being murdered, <laughs> his ghost has to stay in the horrible, scary, dark basement? I mean, that's like a double punishment. Like, Yeah. If, I think it happens a lot more than you think, for sure. Because, it, I mean... Well, I mean, that the ghost has to stay is what bothers me. Yeah. I mean... I mean, obviously, the murder bothers me, but I'm just saying, like, that's like a double punishment. It's not like the kid who had a horrible thing happen to him can't go to heaven and enjoy it. Like, that's... I don't know. What if he was a terrible child? How, I'm just kidding. How many bad <laughs> things kidding. can you do? Maybe he murdered someone down there, and they just got the story wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just trying not to feel so sad. Sure, sure. I'm uh, just kidding. Okay. So, there was an actual medium who went there as well, but, like, from a show called Most Haunted. And she claimed that... Well, actually, I don't know if it was a she. They claimed. They claimed to have made contact with a man named Albert Williams and that he had died in the pub after being pushed down some stairs. Hmm. So I think I read in another... I didn't write this down because I couldn't find a second source, but people say that they do feel like getting pushed when they're walking down some steps. 
they're not just drunk um, they're, they're having trouble keeping that's what i was about upright. to say i'm like i don't know dude it's like a pub but you know i've sometimes i don't need liquor to stumble on some stairs myself but you're a you're a bit of a clumsy person i'm a little clumsy but i still drink <laughs> i think you've had many a fight with the ground i have fought the ground and lost many times <laughs> So, but yeah, that is the story of the Slaughterhouse, the first place we went to in Liverpool. Yeah, we we just went in for a quick beer. It, it was just one beer, yeah. It wasn't a particularly exciting pub, to be honest. No, it looks a lot cooler outside. And there's some amazing pubs in Liverpool, and I'm pretty sure, you know, because I know what's coming since we're talking about it, <laughs> we're going to tell you about some of them. So that's Yeah, awesome. there's definitely a lot cooler places, guys. So this was the tour that we took, I think, the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually made like a huge thing out of it. The first place we visited was William McKenzie's pyramidal tomb. So cool, fun fact. Uh, so what happened is we were actually staying in an area um, of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I think it was called like the Knowledge Quarter when I was near the bomb. It was a bombed out church. It was yeah. really cool place. It was it, it was mostly a neat Airbnb that we were staying at, except for the fact that the hot water didn't work and the guy who ran the place couldn't fix it and swore he'd give us some money back and never did but (laughs) But um, aside from that so i decided you know as a surprise to lily i was going to come up with a selection Mm -hmm. of places i was going to do a little bit of research to find haunted places in liverpool i was going to try to find ones that were all within walking distance so i found a big loop so that we could just go out on the town and just check out all these haunted places and the funniest thing is when i was like searching for these things i found a haunted place that was literally across the street from our airbnb yeah yeah. like you could see it from the front door and i was like what are the odds and that's the place (laughs) she's about to talk to yeah so so we we this was a walking tour and this is how it started so this i just thought it was hilarious that when i told her i was like i'm taking you on a haunted tour she's like oh that's cool she's like where's the first place and i'm like right there (laughs) she's like she gives me this look like are you just fucking with me or yeah it's like is this how it's gonna be you're just gonna be pointing at random (laughs) objects here but it actually turned out to be a pretty cool story. So, William Mackenzie was born in 1794 and died in 1851. And he was well known because he was a civil engineer contractor, which uh, he was involved in a lot of major projects like the BCN mainline and the Liverpool-Manchester Railway, which is a really huge railway that goes between, yeah. The two cities that is used often, all the time, literally every well, second. Well, it's been upgraded. <laughs> it's been upgraded. <laughs> um, so the pyramid. The reason people find this site pretty spooky uh, is because of the condition in which Mackenzie's body was entombed. It is said that Mackenzie left very specific instructions on how he should be buried. Due to his love of gambling, he requested that his body be entombed sitting upright Holding a winning hand of cards. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, this I mean, guy. I don't want that to happen to my body, but oh, yeah. that's that's pretty awesome. I right. mean, most people's like last wishes are, you know, pretty crazy. Like, I want to be buried with all my money, but he's like, nah, nah. I want, I want it no. to look like I was a badass. Yeah, I'm in this pyramid. A fucking pyramid, too. So, so actually, we should tell people, like, it is a pyramid, but it's not like this massive, giant pyramid. It's only like... I want to say it was like nine feet tall. It's like a... Oh, yeah. I'd say maybe nine feet, yeah. Yeah, and and it's made out of kind of like a dark grayish stone. I mean, it looks like a... The the word is escaping me. What do you call... 
people when they have like a, a, a tomb, but it's like a little building that you go into. A mausoleum? Yeah, like a, it was like a little mausoleum. Mausoleum, so yeah. It's not huge, and we couldn't get super close to it because it's like the whole graveyard is fenced off but you know we could obviously see it it was you know maybe 20 feet away from us yeah yeah um, but yeah okay so it's a pretty like impressive thing because it does look pretty looming because it's like black it's, I, I don't know it's if it's ominous. because of age it looks but ominous it's it stands out it does i loved it so yeah good old Mackenzie. now <laughs> he also said and used to joke quite often that he definitely wanted to be in this position and not buried underground because that way he can cheat Satan from taking his soul. So he knew he was an asshole. <laughs> he knew he was going to hell or <laughs> something like that. Uh, so yeah. instead of trying to renounce your sins, he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to cheat the devil. Yeah. It's like, you can't get this. <laughs> <laughs> so, however, there is contradiction contradiction to how he was entombed because the... Monument wasn't built until 16 years after his death, from what I understand. Uh, the inscription on the tomb actually states that. So either a plaque was placed there saying that he was, that this was erected 16 years after, so that would indicate that he's buried underground, or someone put a plaque there so people won't think it's haunted. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, that's just like my conspiracy self, but there's likely... A chance that he's not in the tomb itself, but maybe. Either way, people still believe the legend. They think that he is in the pyramid. I'm choosing to believe I the choose. legend because it's too cool. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I like to think that there's this like mummy body holding a, a hand of cards just yeah. sitting there. Just sitting there. Just hanging oh, out. That's so cool. I mean, it also doesn't help. I mean, this story is fueled purely because there are countless people witnessing a ghost walking on the graveyard and entering the pyramid. What? Yeah. So they can, the, oh, so people are seeing ghosts too. It's not just that, or at least a, a ghost, and it it's always going into the pyramid. I mean, it is a graveyard, though. I mean, people are always going to see ghosts in graveyards, for sure. Like, let's just say that. But the fact that it's going to the tomb <laughs> that makes it pretty exciting. That makes it so awesome. So that's the little story for that haunted pyramid. The next story, or the next place we went to, is the St. James Cemetery. Right before we went to the cemetery, so we did a little pit stop on the way, and I think it's worth mentioning. So, the, oh, what did we do? We went to the cathedral. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So the cathedral isn't haunted, mm-hmm. um, but I, there were just two things that people need to know about this cathedral. So I'm obsessed with cathedrals, so wherever, whenever we're in a town that has one, you know, we're going to it in Florence, in Colm, and in York, everywhere. So the Liverpool Cathedral is... The standout as being the weirdest looking one mm-hmm. because it's kind of a reddish color. It looks like it's made out of like red brick. It's not, but I mean, it looks like it. So it looks like schools here in Albuquerque, like the material. It looks like all the schools oh, I went to. Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. So it looks weird. It doesn't seem like it should be a, a cathedral. So that was kind of off putting to me. Um, when you go inside, it has all the beautiful giant stained glass windows you expect, and it's it's got a lot of wonderful things. I would say it's a lot more plain. It for feels sure. a little bit plain. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to it by any means, but the weirdest thing is when you walk <laughs> right in and you turn around, there's a neon sign in the <laughs> in cathedral. Pink, I think it's pink. I don't remember what it said. It had something to do with like you are loved or something. I mean, the message was nice, I guess. But you, it's it's below these gorgeous stained glass windows, and then you just see this '80s style neon sign, right? And like this cursive like writing. You're like, where am I? It was yeah, really weird. And I actually 
I think I can actually say my experience in the entire town of Liverpool felt very much like that cathedral where there seemed to be a mix of old and new and it sometimes sure. just didn't fit in a way that I was used to. If you, Nothing wrong with it. I just, it was different. Liverpool definitely felt like a place that was trying to modernize. Uh, like it was trying, not trying to be, I, I just think like that's just the way it was heading, but it reminded me a lot of London mm-hmm. where there was just like a lot of new buildings, a lot of new... Right next to new. old buildings. Right. And so. sometimes they clash, sometimes it worked, sometimes, yeah. It's like they're just making it work. It was it was it was interesting, but anyway, after that, because like right below the cathedral is is where we went next, and this place yeah. is haunted. I just want to tell you about my little cathedral experience. <laughs> that's just your thoughts on the church. Yeah, the Saint James Cemetery. That's like you said, located right behind the cathedral, and the cemetery was established in 1829, and the final person was buried there in 1936. That's so recent. It is actually, yeah, it's fairly recent. It used to be like a quarry where they were mining a lot of the stone out of there. And I guess like a lot of the buildings in the in the city are made out of the stone. So that's kind of cool, like where it came from. That is really cool. I mean, it is really low. I mean, it's down. You have to go downhill right, right, to get right. into it. And so when it was like this big cavern thing and they're like, well, what the hell are we going to do with this space? Because once they mined it, they exhausted the resources that were there, like the stone that they yeah. were trying to mine. Yeah. And they didn't know what to do. So they were like, well, there's a lot of dead people. So let's just bury them there. And that's what they did. And I just want to mention, of all the cemeteries I've ever been to, this is one of the most beautiful I've ever seen. It's gorgeous. It, yeah. And we went during the day. So, I mean, I didn't it have the creeps. <laughs> during the day at night, I'm sure we'd have a very different, different story. Yeah. I wish we could have gone at night. But I think it was closed. Yeah, they, they gated it off. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, this area... When it closed, they estimated that there was about, like, 58,000 people buried there. Wow. Got a lot of bodies. And the reason for that is because it's not just the cemetery that we see above. Because below, there's actually catacombs where people are buried. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that when we were there. So, catacombs. And it used to be, like, five pounds to get buried under there. I mean, instead of paying, like premium prices for the above yeah. cemetery well, I just, you know part of me wants to see the catacombs but after my experience in france i just don't think i'd handle it that well i don't think it's open to the public or anyone even goes down there ever i think it's just closed off now yeah i bet it's not designed to be something you look at no i'm guessing just a lot of bones strewed about <laughs> so i assume maybe in caskets Ooh, maybe i don't know the fact that they only paid five pounds suggests that they're like can you just put me there but if this is back in the day five pounds i guess was you're worth right a whole lot in the 1800s compared i mean in like yeah 1829 to 1936 yeah that would have been five pounds so. was a significant amount you're right you're right then. you're right i don't know i don't know the conversion so anyway that would be a i think what i saw somewhere it's like 110 feet underground the catacomb so it's Damn, pretty deep that's yeah really deep exactly one of the two main entrances that allow people to walk through it's actually really beautiful like we talked about and it has like this park feel, mm-hmm. which we really like. But one of the things that I found like really interesting is that the high walls to enter, at least the place that we entered through, had tombstones aligning the wall. So yeah. against the wall. So obviously there were people buried. I don't think people were buried there. No, like I that. think they just had, they to just re- moved. they had to move the. Yeah. So they've used the tombstones as kind of like decoration. Kind, <laughs> well, no, because the high walls were already That's true. That's true. there. Yeah, they I just guess kind it's of aligned them. It's decorative, and also, like, most of them you couldn't really 
read anymore. Yeah, I was just worn away. But I thought that was like, <laughs> welcome, you're literally going into cemetery if you didn't know already. But aside from it being beautiful, it does have actually really, really haunted stuff. And I can't like tell you, I I could probably have made this an entire story standalone because I found so much information. I had to cut it down, but there is one particular story that I'm going to tell you about. Sweet. Because <laughs> his story is just so wild in the sense that like I feel really bad. Okay. <laughs> his name is William Huskinson. Uh, he was born in 1770 and died in 1830. And uh, he was actually an important politician at the time. In fact, one of the structures, I don't know if you recall, that we passed was the Huskinson Monument. And it's like this giant structure. It's like cylinder looking. I don't know if you remember that, but it's really yeah, big. Yeah, I do, actually. I yeah. do. So it's actually I remember for we him. stopped because it was like fenced off, right? You couldn't walk exactly. inside. And then we saw in the distance a bunch of teenagers smoking like hooligans. <laughs> And yes, they were all dressed in black. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a rule. I thought it, well, duh. If you're a They're teenager in a, in a <laughs> cemetery, you gotta be in black. <laughs> That's exactly what we saw. Oh my God, I remember that. Um, so his, his story, he's definitely known best for his death in particular. I hope I never have that said about me. <laughs> I know, this poor guy. It happened while he was attending the opening of the Liverpool-Manchester Railway. Okay. Which actually, if you remember the contractor that I just talked about uh, before, uh-huh. Mackenzie, yeah, he actually worked on this, so it's interesting. That connected. Connected. It's his fault, actually, why Huskinson's <laughs> dead. No. Right before, so right before he attended the opening, Huskinson was healing from a surgery that was related to a pre-existing illness of kidney inflammation. And against his doctor's orders, he decided to attend the event anyway. This is important to know. Uh, and the reason why he wanted to go is because he wanted to repair the relationship he had with the Duke of Wellington. Because they had a, I guess, a falling out years prior. Sure. So, at the event, many people were hanging out, waiting for the train to come in. The train being called the Rocket. It was like this new train that was supposed to be faster and better, blah, blah, blah. And the attendees were brought in on a train so they were also on a train they were just kind of like on the tracks on the other side on sure. the i guess uh, northern side of the tracks and everyone is advised to sit there like don't get out of your seats we're all gonna have a good time however when the duke's private train came in it entered from the south side so the opposite side of the tracks and people were like oh i want to i came here to like see the duke as well blah, blah blah so they get out of their seats cross the tracks to the duke's train to say hi, what's up? <laughs> and so, you know. Oh, good things always happen when people don't listen to the rules. They certainly did not give a shit because, and one of them being Huskinson. Mm-hmm. He also got up because that was the whole point. He wanted to go to. We repair. already established he doesn't make good decisions because his doctor told him. So, <laughs> no. I mean. He does not. He is more interested in making friends again. Well,. When it was finally announced that the rocket was going to arrive, everyone started making their way back to their train. And uh, some of them actually ended up standing on the side of the tracks, like, you know, in a safe distance, not a big deal. Well, unfortunately, since (laughs) since Huskinson had difficulty making his way back to his seat due to his surgery, he knew that he wasn't going to make it. So he decided to stand between uh, this four foot gap uh, between like the two tracks like the Duke's train and the train in which okay. the rocket was going to come in through. Yeah. And 
so at first I was like, why the fuck would you think that's safe? Apparently it was very common to do this. Like it was not a big deal. Like people would just stand in the middle of tracks waiting for their train. But this train's going really fast. <laughs> well, faster. Yeah. They're not as fast as the trains they are today from yeah. what I understand. So it's still slower, but so fast. Anyway, he thought he was going to be cool with it. And yeah, like I said, not a big deal normal, normally. However, it wasn't until the train was getting closer and he started looking around that he noticed that Duke's train is actually a lot whiter than your average train. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thick train. It's thick. <laughs> <laughs> and so... <laughs> Damn, choo-choo got an ass. <laughs> That's why Huskisson stayed around. <laughs> um, anyway, no, he... Recognizing the size discrepancy, he decided, oh, shit, like, I should probably get the fuck out of the way. So he tries to cross the tracks to his train. This is the time he decides to do this. and But panics as the rocket gets closer and closer. Goes back. And these are witnesses, by the way. This is how the report went down. The witnesses were like, yeah, he tried crossing the tracks twice. He was starting to cross, change his mind, try again, then went back to the Duke's train for one last attempt to avoid getting hit. Dude, make a choice. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. And so he, when he gets to back to the Duke's uh, cart or a uh, train, he tries opening the door, but the way the door swung open, swung outward, oh, no. and <laughs> leaving him kind of like uh, the door opening towards the track, and the train ended up hitting the door, swinging his body into the tracks and mangling his legs so the Uh, train ran over him oh my god yeah um he died (laughs) well especially at that time this these aren't these aren't injuries that are common to survive they're not common today and well i mean i guess you're more likely he's already sickly because he's having trouble crossing a train track because of a kidney surgery he was already poorly right yeah he was older he was a bit unfit so now there is a ghost of a man that many people believe to be Huskisson because he will often be seen near his monument. And before you're like, can it just be another ghost? Well, a lot of people say that this ghost in particular is limping. Well, but I thought if it ran over his legs, he wouldn't be limping. He'd be... Well, I think it's like the state he was before he died. Oh, okay. <laughs> Chase, I don't know the science behind ghosts go being a ghost. I don't know what stages, but <laughs> but this ghost decided to yeah, stay. The, the, the ghost. This is the ghost of thirty seconds before he died. Yeah, <laughs> not when he died. Duh. Yeah. Maybe he found his legs and he's like, good. Yeah. Enough. So earlier we were talking about a poor kid who's doomed to suffer by being in a dark base with us. Is like, but this one, the ghost, like, you know what? I'm gonna go back a few minutes because I at least want to walk. <laughs> I just, I got standards. Like, you got to give me something, guys. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And, oh, I actually saw a video that people claim is Huskinson's ghost. Is it an orb? No, it's actually kind of like a white apparition that looks human-shaped. Oh, sweet. I'll check it out. Now, it's not an entire body appar- apparition. You kind of see, like, I would say torso up-ish. Sure. And he kind of looks a little crooked. Now, the faint white smoke apparition thing i can't describe it i finally understand how people can't describe something sometimes it has like an outline and it looks white kind of like foggy it kind of disappears goes in and out in the video there's like a 20 second segment segment 
but since it's like cctv in this particular camera it's mm. not like a continuous video it's more like image 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 sure, do you sure. know what i mean anyway a lot of people think it's him because he it looks lopsided i think it's so <laughs> awful I'm trying not to laugh, but like it's so ridiculous. I think, I mean, I don't know. I just think it's like an apparition doing its best, trying to manifest. Sure. And it could be anyone, but I think a lot of people just assume it's Huskisson. I mean, he's well known. He is well known. I think they're like, I know this name. It's got to be him. So there are many other stories attached to the cemetery. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. In the 1970s, a group of grave robbers disturbed a grave. And since then... There have been reports seeing a black woman in Victorian clothing walking towards the grave and disappearing mm. in the very grave they tried to rob. There were also stories of a witch cult that used to perform rituals on the property. Mm. There's a witch there. They call her the Green Teethed Witch. There were two names that came across, Jenna Green and Kelly Green. I'm not sure which one it is. Okay. But... Seems to be a debate. It's green because I think they knew that for the nickname Green Teeth Witch. But she wasn't a very nice woman. And a lot of her... How many many witches are supposed to be nice in these stories? I think there's good witches. No, no, I'm sure there are. But I mean, when we're hearing horror stories specifically, how often do horror stories involve good witches? I have no idea. No, I'm sure there's good witches. The area, yeah. So you're right. I think the assumption is that she isn't good because anyone that goes near her grave or the area in which the, the rituals were performed often feel threatened and hear strange no- noises coming through. And people who have actually gone to investigations there, me seeing a few videos of it too, will always get like knocking noises sure. or just any or growls, things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Not so nice, I think. There's also a vampire. <laughs> Would <laughs> that is that just there's a out? vampire there. Anyway, uh, so (laughs) the story behind the vampire, as they call him, is that there was an incident in which a man was keeping body parts in a jar in a little house that was on the property because before it was like, you know how graves change. There's like structures that were there and then they're not there anymore. Well, one of them was like a little kind of house and he (laughs) was keeping, yeah, like I said, body parts in a jar well maybe he was just storing them for meat pies later and he and he was drinking the blood so he wasn't waiting to cook it that's for sure the collection was found by a cop and when he found the vampire they lynched him and actually stuck a stake in his heart and buried him upside down on the property damn Mm. when you approach his grave you can smell garlic that was planted there to keep him from emerging Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, I've never thought of that. And then on the other side of the walkway lay his victims. So another place that I saw, I guess it was like his wives. Someone said that he killed all his wives there. I'm like, how many wives did he have? Like, and I mean, when when he brings a woman home, she's like, what's that? It's like, oh, yeah, those are the body parts of my previous wife. (laughs) Those are my collections. Yeah, is she cool with it? Or is that like the moment he has to kill her and make her the next jar set? Right. Maybe he's like... I don't care if she knows. I'm going to kill her anyway. Mm. I mean, he's a vampire. Yeah. Or was. So that's... I mean, if he wasn't a vampire, (laughs) he was still buried upside down with a stake in his heart and garlic on his grave. Yeah, he's pretty much set there, I think. I don't think anyone's going to... Cover all your bases, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, there is another video that I saw 
that of a white figure running through the cemetery that will occasionally disappear and reappear. That's a common ghost. There's no real story behind him, but people tend to see a white figure running through. Oh, poor the guy. Cemetery. He probably has like a really cool story, but no one knows what it is. Well, so he should tell like, someone. A medium, a teacher. Just kidding. Watch. He was just like a streaker. A streaker. Like back in the day. So he just does it now. Mm. Well, he's very white. <laughs> uh. We are in the correct region of the world for this. It's actually just some poor guy jogging. He's like, Mom. <laughs> he's actually like not a ghost. Everyone <laughs> just thinks he's a ghost. He's like, guys. Okay, back to the cemetery. The there are many children uh, from hospitals and orphanages that were buried in the cemetery. They were referred to as the lost children because many were left unclaimed. Mm-hmm. It's common for people to see little children dressed in chimney sweep attire and other Victorian outfits playing on the grounds, and when they get approached, they disappear. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. It's actually very sad. I hate it. There is also a, a ghost called Little Grace. She is most often, like when described when people see her, to be around six years old. On one of the walls of the cemetery, there's actually the words carved Little Grace. And that is, in fact, the area in which a lot of people see the little girl as well. Oh, okay. So I wasn't aware that there was this many horror stories about, I mean, it was a really pretty cemetery, and it was I like know. a stroll through a park. I was like, this is pretty cool. Well, again, we went through the day, and, the, and during the day, everything looks nice and PG. Mm. But here we go. So, Little Grace, let me tell you her backstory. She actually has one. There was a rich businessman, and his mistress had a daughter named Grace. He never publicly acknowledged her um, to be his own, but he did still give money to the mistress to keep her quiet. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the little girl got sick and died, and in the attempt to keep his secret buried, he took the little girl, snuck her into the cemetery, and entombed her within the wall. That's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. And it was, I guess, the help with the groundskeeper, too. So, cool, cool, cool. On a show called Ghost Dimension... I, just, I know that one, actually. Do you really? Yeah. Why? I don't, I don't watch <laughs> I don't these shows. Why do I know about this show? I, I, I mean, I'm not sure myself, but I... Was it one of the ones that came on while we were living out there that you I watched? I think it might have been, but okay. I don't. I truly don't remember okay. ever seeing this show because I looked at the people that were investigating and I didn't recognize them. So I don't think All I right. knew about it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, there's a show out there called Ghost Dimension. And they... I, I actually watched the episode. They were covering the saint james cemetery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had a story that they had a local medium this is like i don't know oh well the hosts were telling them that there was a medium there that came at one point to visit the cemetery and saw a little girl sitting on the far end against the wall now the medium went over and to talk to her because he thought this is kind of weird why is like especially her looking so little everyone's saying she's like about six years old ish that would be very strange for any child to be alone anyway he walks up to her and says what are you doing here and the little girl replied my name is grace i'm buried here and i come out sometimes because no one comes to visit me oh my god (laughs) that's so sad i know so some people leave flowers there for her and stuff so maybe she's not so sad anymore who knows but that 
is just one of many, many, many stories that people experience in this grave. And I'm trying to keep it short. I'm trying to give you the highlights or like the most popular stories that people know. But if you so ask a lot totally of... So you're totally kind of changing my opinion of the graveyard. It, it's it's a lot sadder now. It is. Well, it's a graveyard. Of course it's no, going to be No, no. But, but, you know, how we treat our deads a, a, can be a beautiful thing, you know. Even, but not the deaths. I mean, well, I think it's Well, the death itself is sad. But, I mean, celebrating their lives with... You know, beautiful cemeteries and gravestones can be a nice thing, but this this is some pretty morose shit. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Yeah, if you ask a lot of the locals, there are... they. Everyone seems to have a story, is from what I understand. Mm. Like, it's just... People go there a lot. They walk through it, because, again, it is really pretty. And, yeah, people see some weird shit. Well... I feel like that story went on for a little longer than I anticipated because there are just so many good stories. <laughs> but with that said, I think we should take a break. Yeah, I definitely want another drink. Which, <laughs> definitely. Which makes sense because coming up is the last is the second half of this haunted tour, which was nothing but haunted pubs. <laughs> and I have quite a few stories of that. So. All right, so we'll see you guys in a, in a second to continue the haunted tour. While we're all getting something to drink, I wanted to let you know that this week's episode is sponsored by In Search of Solid Ground Photography. Lisa Hurst has effortlessly combined her passion for photography and travel to capture the true beauty that our planet has to offer. Her ability to portray expression and emotion with landscape and people evokes the soul. Lisa's home operation is in Denver, Colorado, but she is available for freelance work anywhere in the world. Please check out our website, InSearchOfSolidGround.org, and follow her on Instagram at InSearchOfSolidGround. All right, we're back with another round, and it's time to continue the haunted tour of Liverpool. Take it away, Lily. Okay, well, the next place that we went to, if you recall, was the Peter Kavanaugh Pub. I do remember it. Cool, cool. Because, well, obviously we remember it because we were there. But it was along the loop, right? Like, I think this is on our way back. Yeah, so uh, we walked in one direction to get all the way to the mm-hmm. cemetery, and then we took a long loop back towards mm-hmm. the university to hit three more ha- to hit three haunted <laughs> pubs on the way back. Yeah. This was the first one, and it was supposed to be the most haunted of them. And I didn't look into why it was haunted or anything, because oh, okay. I, just, I just wanted to take you to haunted places, because mm-hmm. I knew you, you liked to read up on stuff. I didn't want to tell you everything. But it totally looks like a vintage pub on the outside. I mean, oh, like, totally. it is what you expect. It's got the hanging sign. It's got old architecture and everything like this. I was super excited when we got there. I was too. I was really, I was really glad to be there, personally. So, like you had talked about just a second ago, it is located uh, near the University of Liverpool. It was built in 1844 and became a licensed beer house in 1854 called The Liver. And it had a few transitions. Um, its name eventually became Liver Hotel. And then it was sold again, and it was renamed The Grapes. And eventually... <laughs> but, I, I prefer The Grapes over The Liver. I mean, the liver, liver is just not a flattering name. It's not my favorite, um, for sure. But don't worry. Once Peter Cavanaugh took over and redesigned it, granted with some very, very quirky taste including paintings on the wall based on Charles Dickens' work. And there were, like, a ton of trinkets, if you recall. It's just, like, really oh, weird Oh, yeah, it's, it's a little cluttered thing inside. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was really fun, but definitely a little weird. It was... The pub was known as Peter's, and then he died in 1950. 
And when it was sold, I don't know why they went back to the grapes, but it didn't matter because people still called it the Peter Kavanaugh pub. Yeah, it means he did a good job. People are like, yeah, the locals that like that's just how they referred it. I think it was actually eventually officially changed in the seventies to that name, but I feel like it's always been Peter Kavanaugh. <laughs> so that's hauntings. Um, there wasn't a ton of information, but there were very strong stories based like they have their house ghost. Sure, and sure. There aren't many, but they're there. <laughs> they have a house wine and a house ghost. Yeah, they have house ghost. So, a seance was performed in 1844. Sweet. It's going to sound really good, guys. And a spirit called Marmaduke managed to break through the circle and stay in the building, which it continues to haunt to this day. Marmaduke. Marmaduke. One of the most notable tricks that he's done in the past is perform ventriloquist acts on the pub patrons and staff. Wait, 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 wait. You mean he makes them say things? Like literally causing them to suddenly speak or in an odd language you know or what? sing. I'm 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 just saying right now, whoever came up with this obvious lie is a genius. <laughs> because what what Why? happens when we're drunk? We say dumb things and he's just oh. like, dude, I don't know why I just said that. I swear. It's some ghost Marmaduke. made me say it. Yeah, that was some Marmaduke <laughs> rambling right there. That was not me. That was Marmaduke. That's genius. Sorry. Someone needs to do that in more pubs. Just say that. It's it's the ventriloquist ghost. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> it, actually, in fact, I'm never doing dumb things. Marmaduke sometimes channels me too. <laughs> uh, people often get uncomfortable feelings when they're there and even get like this oppressed atmospheric like feeling like they're just not welcome or just really okay. sad. Now, some people say it's Marmaduke. Some people say maybe it's other ghosts. But the one that I could only find in that had some sort of history or, like, story behind it is Marmaduke. So I think it's just, like, Marmaduke there. It's just... That, I mean, that's okay. You can no, have no, that's one okay. Ghost. That's enough. <laughs> After the cemetery, we don't need, like, babies buried in the wall or anything like that. Like, just having a house ghost that, like, fucks with people. That's great. That's enough for me, I guess. I mean, okay, so just so people can imagine what this pub is, it's very brown. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of more dimly lit, like you would want a pub to be. So it's more darkly lit. Uh, it's compartmentalized into rooms. There's mm-hmm. lots of individual rooms. And, you know, they're cozy. They have carpet. They've got nice seating and everything the room we stayed in had a little fireplace wasn't on at the time but you know you would see fireplaces on at pubs out there it's just not on at the day and then you kind of go to this weird bar where there's trinkets Mm -hmm. everywhere hanging from any of you uh, so any of you from albuquerque it was like burt's tiki lounge but like it wasn't tiki themed it was just weird stuff. yeah a lot of stuff i did have okay so this i i rarely feel creepiness so the slaughterhouse <laughs> earlier we talked about i felt a little bit creepy i was like this room's a little honest so when i went to the bathroom at the cabinet Ka- or yeah at the cabinet okay the minute i walked into the bathroom it was super uncomfortable mm. and i don't mean just a little bit i remember telling you when i i waited until we I left remember. the pub <laughs> because i didn't want to but when i walked in the bathroom i instantly i felt like my whole like heart sunk I felt very uncomfortable, and there wasn't anyone else in there. It wasn't like it was badly lit or anything. I just felt really uncomfortable, weird. which is weird to me because, you know, I don't really go for most of this stuff. So, like, all of a sudden, I just felt really uncomfortable, and all I wanted to do was pee and get the fuck out. <laughs> and and 
at, at that moment when I was there, I was like, I just wanted to run. Like, I wanted to get the hell out of the pub. But then the minute... So it was like a scared or just, I mean... It was very scared. I felt, okay. I felt like threatened. I felt uncomfortable. But then the minute I left the bathroom area, I started feeling mostly okay again. I didn't forget Still that Still a little that. uneasy, though. Yeah, so I was able to come and sit down with you while you finished your beer. And I wasn't like, we need to go. Um, yeah, yeah. But then we left. And I but told you about you it. you did. You're like, I think we should go to the next place. I remember you not being interested in getting a second drink, which is fine, because we uh-huh. had other pubs to go and... You know, we don't want to get too tipsy, you know, right away. Actually, I think that's interesting. Well, and actually, one of the pictures we've used before to advertise episodes on Instagram was actually taken inside that pub. We're probably mm-hmm. going to have a lot of pictures on this Instagram so that you can swipe through because we actually have pictures of most of these places. So, right, right. Um, make sure if you missed it, go back and look at them because we're going to have a lot of them on there. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, so Marmaduke, good job. I guess he scared you. <laughs> or she. <laughs> we don't know. Um, the next pub that we went to is the Cambridge. Yeah, the Cambridge Public House. Yeah. Yes. And that is also close to the university. And it, the pub itself, um, didn't have a website that I could really find or, or rather historical information, <laughs> but that's okay. We'll just get straight to the ghosts. There are two noted ghosts that are there that have been able to make, the, make themselves known of who they are or have some sort of story. Think I, I think I remembered when I found out about this place, I read about one of them. But oh, I'm which excited. one? You tell it then. Isn't he, but isn't he like a, he hates men? It's like a woman ghost that hates men and like scratches them? Yes. Okay, okay, tell, tell it, tell it. I okay. don't remember details, I just kind of remember that. So there is a man-hating woman. <laughs> <laughs> man-hating woman ghost. Ghosts. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, there's, I'm sure. there's man-hating women. I just, I mean, <laughs> they have a really bad manager working there or it's a ghost. But this one is particularly dead and is still... <laughs> freaking hating are you dead particularly sir <laughs> particularly <laughs> okay i just like the way he said oh, that man. so she does haunt men <laughs> because the reason behind this from what i understand and this was um often confirmed by multiple mediums that during the 1930s a man that she loved left her uh, for another woman mm-hmm. some that was actually um some said another woman, some said because he just didn't want to be with her. Either way, she is bitter. And so to this day, she will scratch the cheeks of men. See, the cheeks, huh? She's taking out her aggression to, yeah. Imagine sure. she's got like a long pinky nail. Just <laughs> Why the pinky? I don't know. It just sounds <laughs> sinister and creepy. Weirder, yeah. So that's ghost number one. She did not scratch my cheek. She did not. No. She may have been checking me out, but she maybe she liked you. She did not make a move on me. Maybe she's like, oh, he's a, a move. I don't think you would consider yeah. her scratching cheeks a move. Yeah. So she's either busy going after another guy, or she's like, he's all right. Yeah, there were actually more men in there than women, so maybe she was busy. Yeah, she was busy with the other assholes. <laughs> I'll get to him. Oh, he's leaving. What? Yeah, we, I think we only had a one beer there too. I didn't have a beer, but we'll get to that in a minute. You should tell me about the other ghost. Okay. Well, ghost number two is a Scotsman. In a kilt that plays bagpipes that people will see randomly. <laughs> just, like, just the bagpipe playing guy? Just the bagpipe. Can you imagine just, like, opening up a random door and you just see, like, a dead guy playing bagpipes? You're like, oh, that's just Angus. Don't worry about Angus. Uh, no, I think, so what happened is, not just in the pub or maybe hearing his music, but there is, uh, I guess, some tunnels that lead up to the pub. Oh, okay. Super cool, I guess. And people will sometimes hear bagpipes playing in the tunnels 
A lot of people say that if you do end up hearing the bagpipes, it means you're going to be receiving some really bad news. That's not cool. Not cool. So I didn't hear anything, but I've still received some bad news since then. So I'm not really sure what happened there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, bad news happens. Bad news just happens. So I guess my point is, if you hear it, you're whatever. You know, you know what I mean. Who knows how true that is? Uh, yeah, so those are the stories on so, that one. So this pub, to explain it to you guys what it looked like, so it's a long pub. It, it just stretches on in kind of like one direction. It's not a big round one. And it's got like two sections, a long bar, and then the seating area. But it's super modern and updated. Mm-hmm. Like it may be a vintage pub, but I mean, when you walked in there, it looked like everything was fancy and new, new floors, new decor. It's like fairly new. And it was super trendy. You could tell you were right next to the university mm-hmm. because it was full of students. Like... We're in our 30s, but we felt kind of old compared to some of the people there. Because I think most people Mostly like there in their were early 20s. Early 20s, I'd say, yeah. yeah. But so when I got to this pub, I decided I was not going to have a beer. I was going to have a gin. And, you know, the the bartender, she, she pours me a gin, but she pours it in this giant glass. But it's like a stemmed glass. Yeah, it's like a... It, imagine like a thick, big wine glass bulbous yeah almost like a fishbowl and she puts like the gin in it and i'm thinking this is really really weird come i come to find out that at a lot of bars in england if you order gin this is how it comes it is the most ridiculous and inappropriate drinking vessel now I'm, i'm all down with each drink having their own drinking vessels and everything especially like with things like beer i totally get it but, you know, when I want gin, I want it in, like, a rocks glass or a Tom Collins or a highball. spices in it, like little balls. I don't know what that was. Oh, I think they were juniper berries. Oh, um, that makes sense. But, you uh, couldn't eat them, though. But uh, it was a very unpleasant glass to drink out of because I, I had to, like, stabilize it because it was so heavy and big. And it was just really dumb. It was kind of comical. I kind of wish I took a picture of it because <laughs> I, I'm just sitting there with, like, my beer and just everything looks normal. And then I see you like, this fancy as fuck. I'm this giant... <laughs> giant glass i mean it's fine if it was wine or something but it looked weird i'm uh, like wow this is really so i I, dramatic. Learned, I learned at that moment and how because see they seem to like to do that with gin in england i had to be very specific with my orders like in a short glass yeah I, I yeah i'd usually say yeah in like a rocks glass and i'd have to tell them either no ice or just a couple pieces of ice because the glass she gave me was like 90 percent ice mm-hmm. with gin and like it really it's the same it amount down. of gin but i mean like if if you're watering it down you can't taste the gin then why are you ordering gin like just yeah, yeah. it just didn't make sense to me maybe so, just like a gin martini next time yeah. and then be done with it so that that pub felt very safe and very trendy it wasn't my place because i definitely felt like an old guy there but uh it seemed like a nice place i didn't feel anything scary or haunted there yeah i mean i'd definitely go back i didn't mind um the other and last place we went to was the philharmonic dining room which is a weird name it is a weird name a lot of people local people call it the phil so not as weird perhaps it was billed in 1900 and it was a five minute walk from the cambridge pub so that was really easy Mm. and then it was like super super short to our airbnb again now some of the hauntings there so there's a banshee that will frequently scare people in the pub. Uh, by See, that's 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 a name you or a, a, a term, term you don't hear very often is banshee. I hear it more often than most people because <laughs> Lily here, when she really has to use the restroom, says I have to pee like a banshee. <laughs> um, but I remember, no joke, we've been together how fucking long, and not like a year 
before this show, this episode, you actually finally asked me, because I've been saying this for... A decade. Ever. And you're like, what's a banshee? And I'm like... <laughs> like, I, I'd heard the term before, and I knew yeah. it had some sort of, like, mythical or something. It, but to me, banshee was always one of the X-Men characters. But I was like, I know that's oh, not right. what she's talking about. I'm so. not... Not, not specifically. No, no. so, uh, yeah. Been inspired by perhaps your character. So, what is a banshee? A banshee is basically a witch. Oftentimes... It likes to scream, right? Likes to scream, yeah. So, <laughs> so if you really think about it, every time I say I need to pee like a banshee, it's like a screeching <laughs> witch. I need to pee like a screaming Peeing witch. in the woods, people. That's me. <laughs> what a wonderful <laughs> image. Often very ragged looking, so <laughs> just keep that in mind. Yeah, the banshee woman, she will either be heard whispering in your ear or sometimes screaming in the cellar. Nice. Yeah, super fun. The next story, kind of a weird one, too. Uh, one night in 1971, a man in a top hat and a cape walks into the bar. Nope, this is not a joke. This actually occurred. <laughs> and orders a gin by shouting, in the name of human charity, I'll have your gin, sir. Very loudly. Later, it was discovered that people had broken into a grave that belonged to Walter Slim at the St. James Cemetery, which we oh, just talked about. Yeah, yeah. They had opened his coffin, um, and allegedly... A satanic ritual was performed to raise the dead. That's what the cops said. But- <laughs> I don't know what they were trying to get out of the zombie, but I, I doubt they wanted the zombie to go straight to a pub. Could and get you imagine? Up. He's like dead, and he, you bring this guy back. He's like, I really need a fucking drink right now, guys. I don't know what y'all doing, but I'm, I'm not, out. I'm not chasing after people and eating them. I really need a gin right now. <laughs> I need gin. God damn it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so by the proximity of the cemetery, which is only about, like, six minutes away or something like that, I guess he decided to take a drink or to get a drink because that's exactly what happened. And he had been dead 83 years prior. So the attire, the incident in which it occurred, it was all kind of connected um, by the sighting. They're like, oh, shit, it's the ghost that they robbed the grave. So, you know, they eventually put two and two together, I guess. Damn. Very, very strange. There is also the sighting of a black carriage waiting outside the pub after it closes, waiting there claiming the soul of anyone who's drunk enough to get in. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) I think they call him. I didn't even write this down. I read it was like the devil's carriage is what they um, nicknamed it. I'm just imagining some clever college kids could make this an awesome prank. Oh, my God. What do you do when actual drunk people go in? I'm like, just kidding. Get well, out. You, you you do it so you get, like, one of your friends who's drunk there, but he doesn't know it's you. Oh, And then okay. you, like, strip him and make him run through the cemetery or something. Oh, it's just oh, a white guy. white guy. See? Look, this is all connected on more levels. We are levels. solving the case, Chase, <laughs> with our stouts in hand. Oh, my God. Well, um, let's see. What else do I got here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is also... Just in general. So what people have said, and I think like a lot of the staff hear about it, some more like non-so-concrete scenarios, but people often do hear heavy uh, footsteps following them. Mm-hmm. 
and also just hearing in general like just weird things like sometimes like we talked about whistling the normal things that ghosts too are often experienced in this building now it doesn't seem like anyone has ever been physically attacked from what i understand okay so as far as the weird sounds go we should first explain what this pub is like oh yeah we forgot to describe it a little bit this pub is gorgeous by the way so on the outside it's incredibly elaborate it definitely looks like a very old building Mm -hmm. but when you go inside i swear it's like 1910 all over the place it feels like it should be on the titanic very similar like wood paneling very victorian yeah and um separated room compartments mm-hmm. and one of the and, and look they're like cigar rooms and whatnot and and they have like leather cat some chairs like, and yeah some of the rooms lamps. yeah some of the rooms were smaller like they had like the leather couches mm-hmm. and then other ones were like more of a big dining hall looking thing. and that's where we drink is yeah. it was this giant vaulted ceiling with gorgeous like dark chandelier. wood paneling everywhere in chandeliers and we were sitting on really fancy couches drinking our pints <laughs> i'll tell you right now we were certainly underdressed for oh, the occasion we were super underdressed but um, the thing okay. is because of the really big rooms and the way it was designed there were some weird acoustics going on in there like you could hear oh, yeah. conversations that you shouldn't have because they were like reflecting off of off of things and then other areas felt more quiet than others like the acoustics were definitely bizarre so i could imagine you people know, would assume stuff i don't like think that. i notice the discrepancy of sound as much as you have like the one that you know just mentioning things that you should have here more quiet maybe but i didn't really go into a lot of the other rooms that you did so i guess i didn't get to experience yeah well when you went to the restroom because i didn't use the restroom there yeah i was actually admittedly a little scared to use restrooms after the Kavanaugh. <laughs> Uh, so I was doing a good job of holding it. That's why we only had one beer there, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, when you were in the bathroom, I pretty much walked into every single room um, just because ah. I needed to check it out because it was one of the coolest looking pubs I've ever been to. Like, I felt like I needed a uh, penguin-style tuxedo and a top hat when I <laughs> demanding me? by human charity for gin. <laughs> um, Please. It was, it was a really cool pub um yeah yeah i think it was a really nice place to be for a fancy drink but yeah those are that's the tour that we took guys i hope you enjoyed our story because i'm not gonna lie it was super fucking fun to to do ourselves and i hope maybe you guys if you guys ever end up in liverpool go to one of these places i think you'll have either way you'll just have a good time maybe, well, yeah we we did a lot of other things in Liverpool, but this was the haunted stuff we did. This was and, a haunted tour, right? And there was a lot of really cool things to do. Um, good beer to drink, good food to eat, but it was an absolute blast. It kind of like at that point in our trip, we had been away from home for so long. You know, we we missed family and friends and everything, so we were kind of a little bit low. But then after this uh, haunted tour, we kind of just were like, <laughs> we oh were yeah, we got rejuvenated. Yeah, I we think. had new energy for. Yeah seeing new haunted stuff it kind of became a big focus for us for the rest of the trip we saw and and i'm sure on future episodes we're gonna talk about some of the other haunted stuff we saw while we were living in europe yeah there's a lot of places that we went to unbeknownst to us that was haunted but some places we actually did know so we'll talk about those later and <laughs> i'm pretty excited i'll sprinkle those throughout though i'm not gonna just give them all away <laughs> Well, I think that brings our episode to a close this week. Yeah, you don't have a story today, but that's okay because... This this was long enough. This was long enough, and this is more of a shared story. I know I was giving you a lot of the extra information, but the fact that you knew it so well kind of... Well, I knew where we went. I didn't know right. most of these stories, so... Exactly. 
But if you guys out there have any stories that you think people should know, we want to hear from you. Heck yeah. Drop us a line at hotwpodcast at gmail.com or through our Instagram, Twitter, or even Facebook. As always, we post episodes every Sunday, and you can find us on all the standard podcast platforms. We want to thank all of you for joining us today. If, like us, you are imbibing away, cheers and have another. I know we will. If you are listening to us on your way to work or while being a productive member of society. <laughs> Unlike us. Good on you. Yeah. And I hope your day is awesome. And if you happen to be hungover while listening to this, don't worry. Because the best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye. See ya.